Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guests on the show are O Emperor, or two-fifths of O Emperor anyway, Alan Comerford and Brendan Fennessy. And O Emperor are finishing up. This is going to be the first and last time that they're going to be on the podcast as O Emperor. Anyway, they released their final album, their third and final album, Jason, on Big Skin Records on Friday, November 2nd. And then they're playing three last shows in the Grand Social in Dublin on November 3rd with Junior Brother. He's going to be very big, by the way. Check him out. He's going to be. He's going to have a good year in 2019. That's uh, that's my that's my early um, shot for uh, ones to watch 2019. Dally and Cork, O Emperor playing with Laurie Shaw and the Swamp People on November 16th. That used to be known as the Pav or the Pavilion. And then they're finishing up where it all began in Waterford in the project on November 23rd again with Laurie Shaw and the Swamp People. O Emperor have been going for just over a decade and I guess with other projects like the Bonk getting recognition and the fact that they're kind of spread all over the country, uh, it might not be a surprise to many people that O Emperor are breaking up. But it still doesn't uh, mask the fact that it is quite sad. They've been a very strong force in Cork music and they've been very influential, I think, anyway, to a lot of bands. It's hard to get people to actually admit that. I don't know. But uh, O Emperor have been uh, a really, really strong force in Cork. Their Big Skin HQ up on York Street used to be the practice space for bands such as Altered Hours, who are one of the best around. Uh, We talked a little bit about them, I think. We mentioned them uh, during the 50 minutes or so interview that's about to follow. And yeah, Oember, let's let's go to their Facebook page, September 18th, when they announced to the world that they're breaking up. Here's what they said. The album will be our last as a whimper. We fucking hate each other's guts and that's about the size of it, really. Nah, only Gowlin. <laughs> it's funny reading it in this in this tone of voice. <laughs> nah, only Gowlin. We're all good, but we feel the project has come to a natural conclusion somehow. As a group of people, we all possess that permanent affection of needing to make music or else go a bit insane. So there will be more music in other forms from other lineups, but our emperor will finish up. Don't worry, we're ending on a high note as this album is unreal, in capital letters. There will be some final shows around blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, we got that, we got that. Thanks to everyone who's dug in our records, come to the shows, put on the shows, put us up after shows, put up with putting us up, and generally being sound. It's been real, y'all. Right, good luck. It's it's a great album, Jason. I've been listening to it a lot since uh, I got sent it uh a few weeks ago and i think it's probably their best and most cohesive work anyone who's followed their career will kind of know that this was where they were going with it they started out with hither thither which came out on universal a major label back in 2010 and then they parted ways with universal and then a couple of years later they made vitreous in between they released uh the lizard ep and they've supported the likes of beck at the marquee and They've, I think that they finally made the album that they really, really wanted to make. I think Vitreous is an, uh, is an absolutely great album. Hither Thither is a good album, but it sounds like it wasn't the album that they wanted to make. But uh, anyone who's like who was a fan of them back then and who kind of checked out, if you're coming to Jason, I think you're going to be in for a little bit of a surprise. It's almost like a jazz album. It's, uh, it's real groovy. It does work like really late at night when you're... Uh, when you're uh, not able to sleep. I think it's really good, and I really enjoyed this chat with the lads. We talked about why they were breaking up. There's no real drama there. I'm I'm disappointed to say I was, you know, they say in that Facebook message, we hate each other's guts. Nah, 
couldn't get anything out of them on that. And uh, I started off by asking them why they broke up. You're going to hear uh, guitarist Brendan Fennessy's voice first, and then Alan will uh, be coming in after that. So just so you know who's talking for the rest of the interview, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, enjoy the chat. So we're not going to beat around the bush straight away. Let's get it off. Let's You can get it off your chest. How come a emperor breaking up? Who wants to go first? Straight in Ooh. there. We just hate each other, really. Um, just had enough of it. 15 years has been enough. Wow, 15 years? Yeah, pretty much. Well, like, I mean, as a emperor, it's probably maybe 11 years, is it? Yeah, I'd say. So. Oh, what were you before? Um, like, we all went to school together, so we would have played in various different cover bands and stuff like that together for first. Uh, that's kind of how we got a emperor together around that time. So yeah, pro- I'd say probably about 11 years or yeah, so. Yeah, it's about that. I think yeah. actually, funnily enough, I, our first gig was in the PAV and now our last gig in Cork's going to be the, in the PAV. I just realised that. Or well, Dali, Dali as it's called now. Right. I only realised that the other day. I would have thought, uh, I would have thought, I don't know. I've, my, my dates are getting all like mixed up with bands. I'm kind of like, oh, I really love that band. Oh man, they haven't been a band since like 2007 or something. You know, I'm like, <laughs> time is getting away from me as I'm getting nostalgic about all of the music. When when was uh, the first gig? Because I would have thought you predate like 2008. I think it was, I think it was 2008. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while. Jesus, when you look back. I don't yes. remember that first gig. Yeah, that, it was... Yeah, it was, it was definitely the PAV, yeah, it was our first gig, yeah. Right. Um, oh yeah, I remember the scramble coming up for the name, actually. Yeah. We had to come up with the name before the gig, that so was it was it. a good thing. That was it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I suppose, yeah, in terms of finishing up now, well, I, I don't know, it came to a fairly sort of natural sort of close. Um, there's, I, I, I don't know if, like we're all really happy with the project and, and where it's gone and, and really happy where we're kind of leaving it. And, um, but it's, it did seem to be sort of coming to a sort of a natural close, even just in terms of how often we can meet up and do band stuff, you know, like when we were starting out, it was all we were doing. We had nothing else to do. So it was great. We just did band stuff constantly, but now we've got loads of other shit going on and it's like, even that aspect of it of trying to meet up and be a band is like so much more sporadic so it was sort of naturally going that way but that being said we're still like we're all mad to do as soon as we finish something i think we're always thinking about what could we do next so and it's probably we'll probably end up doing stuff together but it could be it could be anything and there's any of the sort of i don't know i suppose baggage of of what we've done before is just gone it's like it could be something completely different you you know there's no consideration of like of what we've done before or anything to that effect it's like it could be absolutely anything and it could involve anyone so i think we're still thinking about what might happen next individually or with different people or whatever you know were you thinking of like just ending it without doing new music or did you have like the bones of Jason there and you were just kind of like, ah, we can't leave it with like threads hanging down, you know, we have to like wrap it all up. We have to present it. Um, I think the, the album was pretty much was pretty much done, actually. In fact, yeah, it was it was it was probably at the mixing stage when we kind of decided we'd, we'd sort of 
um, call it the last album. Um, so it was a case of, you know, at that point it was a case of, you know, this is going to be the last thing. And it was sort of, it was nice to, to sort of actually know that before we put it out that like, you know, this is, I suppose, a last hurrah or, or whatever, you know, and yeah, like I said, we're, we're, we're happy leaving it on that. Like we're, we're really happy with how it turned out and, you know, looking forward to doing some, some shows around it as well. So, so Alan, um, who, who was the first person who raised like the idea of, I, th- I think this is like the, the end of a whimper. Like, like, what was the conversation like, or was there a conversation? Um, there wasn't so much a conversation about it. I, like, we had. It kind of came about naturally, really. Like, I mean, myself and Brendan, we've got kids. You know, people have jobs and I like, got we're, kids to feed. We've got kids to feed, man. But it's like we're all kind of living dispersed around the country. And it, like Brendan was saying, it's kind of it's getting more and more difficult to meet up. And I suppose like if you're going to be doing something, you want to be doing it well. And like the fact that you're not meeting up so often and and stuff like that, you couldn't do it as 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 you wanted really. Um, so there wasn't like I mean there was some conversations about should we should we finish it or not. Um, and it, it kind of just felt like it would be a good way to finish it. You know, if if we are going to finish it, it would be a good way to do it on an album that, like, I think we've kind of... We've got an album that actually captures the way we play when we're just... When we just sit down to jam, when we go in messing, like, just start up playing something. Um, we've got an album that actually sounds like just us in a room playing, which is which is nice. So it's a... It was kind of a felt like the right way to end it if you know what i mean yeah um it, i mean it is tough though deciding to draw a line under something and like finish it up like did are, are you sad like thinking about it or are you, are you just like ah, we'll, we'll move on i'm still playing music you know it's not like it's the end of it's the end of it uh i don't know yeah i think we're devoid of feelings or something yeah. I, i'm just sort of like yeah grand whatever <laughs> yeah but i'll ask you in six months you'll be like man i miss the lads <laughs> yeah, God, i yeah, miss yeah, those yeah. guys like I suppose that's the thing is I, 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 I know for a fact that we'll be doing something else. Like I, I know I, I can. I don't know. Maybe I'm deluded. Am I? Am yeah, I you're deluded. deluded <laughs> he's just deluded. waiting to. He's waiting to get rid of me. Like <laughs> uh, no, I think it. It, like, as a natural progression. Like Brendan kind of touched on it there as well. Like where. Like, when we finish something, we kind of want to start something straight away. Like. The album has been pretty much done. This album has been pretty much done for the bones of like a year, like recorded, like. Um, so we're kind of already finished with it. Mm. I suppose, <laughs> I, and I suppose that in terms of like finishing up, I suppose maybe that that sort of showed us like how long it takes for us to be able to, to finish things off and to meet up and do all those things, and like compared to how. I like pro or well prolific or or how often we could work in the past which was like pretty much all, constantly you know it's it's a big step down so it's kind of like you know if we can't work to that you know uh in terms of that regularity that you know maybe we should kind of just you know end it here and see what happens next and 
you know, and the thing is, it's so handy these days. You could to collaborate with someone who's, you know, not in the same room as you, you know, you can, we already kind of send each other ideas over email and stuff. So that's, that kind of happens all the time anyway. So there's, there's a way to really still make things work in that regard. Um, so you guys are both based in Cork. Where are the other guys based? Are they in, uh, um, Paul is in Dublin? Paul is in Bray actually at oh, the moment. Bray. Yeah. Um, Phil is in Dublin and Richie is living in Waterford. Oh, okay. So to the motherland. So um like how how was the creative process for this? Was it like all kind of done remotely? Like you guys in Cork sending files up to the uh, no, this was like most of us were still in Cork at, at that time. Uh so it was it was in our old uh band flat on York Street that we did a lot of it. Um it's where the magic skin. happens. <laughs> yeah, skin. yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so this was, uh, it was kind of done where we just, we had the idea to just go in, set up all the mics for recording or fairly, fairly basic mic setup, like, but to try and capture just the way we play with no influences, like no preconceived ideas, just go in and start playing. And like a lot of the stuff, like when we meet up or whatever, we'll just sit down and start messing, doing silly things like and then a lot of them eventually after 40 minutes of jamming them <laughs> will turn you start to get a bit serious about it like and then it's like wait a minute this, this is pretty cool <laughs> so a lot of them were like that where we just went in and started messing and then after a while the the communal brain kicks in and everybody's on the same wavelength and um yeah then then it was basically kind of up to brendan's expertise to cut out all the shite <laughs> how much shite was there Brendan? oh there was some <laughs> some heap of shite yeah that, that'll that'll be yeah. like the b-sides and rarities album well, that you're gonna put out in like a year or 18 months or you something you never know there's definitely there's definitely scope to do it there's so much shite that was actually on like, that that kind of an idea was was put on the table yeah. actually um, um, but like yeah we were we were very at the time we were very we seemed very um not very inclined to come in and sort of work out songs we were just jamming all the time anytime we met up so yeah eventually it was a case of just saying look we'll be you know this is fun and there's kind of cool stuff happening from it let's just let's not rationalize them or make them into songs let's just do exactly what we're doing and record it and capture it literally playing in the room and and in terms of the sound that we were kind of roughly thinking of it was pretty conducive to that like a sort of a well yeah in in the room kind of recording where it's not super layered and sort of multi-tracked and produced um so yeah we just we just tried it out with a, quite a minimal setup and we like initially it was we set up in a certain way as to see how it would sound and that became it was straight away it was like yeah that sounds cool let's just keep jamming and keep going and yeah i mean you'd sift through absolute shite and some really funny stuff like <laughs> that like you know it was all a good laugh but then you know you pull all the best bits and somehow sort of put them together in, in in different kind of ways and then even afterwards then possibly there's there's you know any if there was lyrics or vocals for anything it would be after all of the instrumentation was done so it's like to a really reverse kind of process that you're you're not playing to vocals at all they don't exist 
but you're shoehorning them in afterwards so it's like that in itself is quite interesting because the approach just kind of gets flipped on its head is that totally different to how you made music like at the start like for hither thither and kind of like after that as well was that kind of more of a not kind of a professional kind of uh creative process but was it more kind of feeling a bit of pressure absolutely yeah like particularly with the first album um uh because it came out on universal yeah yeah so there's like there's a whole other like level of so well i think at the time we were we were inclined more to be like okay everything has to be right everything has to be perfect you know if you're recording it's like every idea like we were really always into experimentation but it was always i think with a view of like let's make it perfect you know and aiming <laughs> aiming for perfection and so yeah and then particularly when you go in and you've it's like you know there's a whole more other group of people behind it like a label or whatever there's that extra sort of sense of maybe pressure and you're kind of like really you know really trying hard and really you know putting everything into it working hard going like every single idea has to be perfect but over time we've like totally slipped away from that and like you know it's, you sort of laugh at it and go oh we're just lazy pieces of shit now but like but at the same time there's something to be said for like well there's a huge amount to be said for being able to say you know do what you know whatever happens happens and like you know it might be shite um but it's gonna be some sort of like honest portrayal of something you know that's that's um you know that you're not you're not aiming for for something that's like that you're not it's sort of it's weird because you know any any of the stuff that ended up being good for this album was like we didn't we didn't have to try very hard to do it so you kind of end up going you almost sort of get paranoid at times of like i don't know like this that was too easy like you know we're just are we just sort of you know uh chancing our arm here or just fucking but like the thing is you sort of realize actually if you stop trying that like that's when the best stuff can happen and that's like it's sort of challenging to even sort of think that to go you know it's like when you're really getting into like jamming or whatever and you're not even there anymore you're kind of not even you're just you're you've left the, the room and you're not even you don't even you're not even really aware of what you're doing anymore but you listen back and it's like and that's the that's always the best stuff when you listen back to it it's like when everyone's perception and ego is like just left and all you're doing is you're just something is happening and uh you know it's weird because it's the total opposite of like p applying effort and going like let's get everything right and and the results are well i i you know i think are better you know um so yeah definitely very different yeah um like alan bef before we started recording i was just like uh is there anything you don't want to talk about like and i would i would have almost expected you, i wouldn't have minded if he said like universal the label everything you know because that's kind of like the thing. oh yeah that's what i meant to say actually <laughs> <laughs> well anyway on to the next question no but like i mean that's kind of one of the things that like i don't know it's kind of like up there near the top when people mention oh emperor i think like oh they're on the label you know they released hither thither and stuff like that like do you look back with any regrets at that time or are you like happy with the experience and like would you recommend it to a band like don't don't say no to a label if they come knocking you know because i mean it's a learning curve i guess yeah uh, it's a huge learning curve anyway for sure um i wouldn't i wouldn't say to anyone like 
to you know to go with or not go with a label i mean every band is is different like um for us i think like at the time we were kind of we were kind of i suppose fishing around for for something like we weren't really sure what it was and we were offered that that deal like and we kind of just said we'll go with it and and see what happens like um uh i mean i don't think in retrospect, I don't think it was the most the, the most clever decision that we made because I just don't think it was a, a the right fit for us. It was kind of the only thing that was there, so we we just went okay, let's just do it and see what happens. Um, but I suppose um, they have, I suppose, a formula for for a band, and if that formula doesn't fit there isn't really a plan B in place. And I don't think we really fit that, you know, pop pop band basically. Like, I mean, they're, obviously they're gonna be looking for singles and a return on what they've put in. And it just, I mean, it just didn't really suit what we were doing. And, you know, it was it was an experience at the time and it kind of, I suppose, had us doing something. <laughs> I don't know what we'd be doing without it, basically, at the time. But, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like I, I, I said again before we press record, the amount of stuff that we talked about before we press record. Um, uh, that I interviewed Paul a couple of years ago, around the time that Vitrius came out, and he he was kind of talking about the label stuff as well, and he was mentioning Mumford and Sons, and kind of that was the direction I think that the label wanted to kind of push you in because they were so big at the time. But like, I mean, w- like, were you kind of under pressure? Like, when you actually show them the album, are they kind of saying, actually, we don't like this, try something else, or were they kind of like, you just hand it in at the end and they go? Uh, no, there's a there's a very stressful and and nervy uh, listening session with with all the. All the head guys. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all like in a room together. Yeah, yeah. Listening yeah. to the, listening yeah. to the album, being judged. Oh, you yeah. see like the head shakes and the looks that they're giving. Yeah, like oh, I mean, man. Yeah, that was that was actually pretty pretty ridiculous. But um, I suppose it's it's it, you see everyone's listening from a different place. Yeah. Then you know we're listening to like you know how does it sound and you know how is it how are all these pieces come together and whatever and they're listening from which is completely understandable they're listening to you know is this is this a single can we sell this are we going to shift we're going to shift units you know and like that's but and that's grand that's the way it is um that's just the nature of it but it was i don't think we were prepared for how like sort of challenging it it was as you know in terms of just how it how it makes you think and you you do start to sort of buck against like what what you're being told to do i think i think we're generally a little bit like that like but that's just the way it is like if somebody's sort of saying you know you need to change what you're doing then we're gonna be like why like <laughs> you know why do we need to change it and obviously for them it's like well because we need to make money we're like well we need to make music and we're just going to do it the way we want to do it like you know and it's, I suppose it's a fairly classic um, uh, bucking of uh, of the band versus a label. And like, you know, and it, with that, nothing, nothing truly 
lasting or productive is going to come out of it and so yeah we did the one album with them and it was fine it was pretty short-lived i suppose it was the whole the whole thing was probably what less than a year yeah yeah Yeah. and like looking back you know it i wouldn't say we've any regrets or like it is what it is and like there's certainly some good stories from it like of just how ridiculous the whole thing is the kind of characters you meet and become involved with and like you know getting taken out for fucking dinner and like <laughs> so like all, all the cliches are true like pretty much yeah yeah on a on a probably on a lower scale like but uh, for us yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like sure we're like i remember specifically like the with the day we signed the deal <laughs> we got brought to this sort of real fancy restaurant to go out and like you know it was all obviously fucking paid for and whatever and we're all there we're all in the fucking horrors and like drinking all these cocktails just, and i remember specifically saying to the lads like ah so look if nothing comes out of it we got a good meal out of it like, <laughs> fucking ridiculous and, and that like, that was the only thing they ever gave us though they yeah. never brought us out for dinner again yeah we only ever got one dinner out of it the rest was like you know getting getting abracababra on the band business uh, debit card we had a business debit card. We had a business debit card. I was looking back through the through the bank accounts there for some reason. There's like Abracababra Temple Bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you can see the time on it. <laughs> weren't we at one stage? Weren't we offered like a some sort of special Supermax card? It was it was it was Abracababra. Apparently, oh, was it Abracababra? Apparently Bono has one. Yeah, he can get free Abracababra fucking anytime he wants, wherever he, wherever he goes. If there's Abracababra, we got. We that was on the he table. He truly at one is point. a god. So actually, I, I, any any band that's getting offered a deal, just take it because you might get Abracababra. <sighs> we got yeah, that was that was genuinely on the table at one point, and I don't know why we didn't go for it. I was totally into it. The perks of the job. <laughs> yeah, we'll whack out them singles for you, no bother. <laughs> Give us a burger. Keep, keep the kebabs coming. <laughs> Man, why are we putting on all this extra weight? Why are we getting <laughs> yeah, so fat? <fast? laughs> that's why the music started getting slower. <laughs> You couldn't hit the you couldn't hit the chords anymore. The fingers were too it's chubby. Big. Fingers. <laughs> I I would be up for just hearing more stories like that for like another half hour if you want. I suppose we can't single too many people out. <laughs> Let's go get dangerous. <laughs> do you ever listen to Hither Thither, or do you ever like look back at it? Do you look back like oh, that was that was a good thing that we did? You know, we stand behind it, or do you kind of look at it kind of like I could have been better, or it could have been more us. Um. I think the more us part is is fairly important there. Um, I mean, it's it's good for what it is. Um, we we actually recorded our own version of Hitter Titter ourselves when we we moved out to Riverstick and a big big house out there for about six months, and we with the intention of basically recording an album. So we kind of converted makeshift. Like there was no sitting room; it was like a control room and. Um, we made the other sitting room into a live room and so we basically recorded a whole album out there ourselves which was called Hitter Theater and uh, which we still have copies of it was up in Savage's attic I think about a thousand of them um, there was a coffee table for a while <laughs> but um, so like some of the songs we, we that was the album that we sent away to labels and stuff and so some of the songs that are on that original album that we recorded ourselves, we were asked to re-record in the studio. Um, and some of them are not as... Some of the ones on the, the new one 
I don't think are as good as the original recordings that we did. You know, I it it probably as well a part of it is probably that the kind of demoitis where you just fall in love with a particular version of a song and then when you try and re-record it it's it it's very difficult to to try and re-record something that you're already happy with um and i mean <clears throat> from their perspective they wanted probably a, a bigger sound on on an album or you know singles they wanted to be a bit more sparkly and um but yeah i suppose to cut a long story short some of the songs are better on the original album and some of them are like some of the songs we didn't have so there's new songs on the new album that are uh, obviously the mm. only recordings of them when it, when i listen back to it it's kind of it, like i hear it sounding i suppose kind of what i was saying earlier like it sounds very like it's sort of precocious like you know like uh like a, a really talented kid who can do things really well and like and it's like hey check this out because i and like over time i've become aware that like we're really good at being able to go like come up with loads of like instrumentation for a song and like loads of you know kind of fancy tricks that you can do which can be really cool obviously but then you know i hear that and it's it's so sort of to me looking back it's it sounds so worked out and so meticulous which which is the way that it was done it was very sort of a meticulous process and very much like no no stone left unturned in terms of i coming up with every idea and perfecting every idea and and all of that and like i sort of look back and it's, it feels a bit sort of like well yeah you know if you work hard enough you can do that you know it's sort of it's a sort of a yeah like precocious kind of like hey we can do this but like I've come to appreciate much more the sort of like what can just happen when you w when you realize you can do that but then go let's not do that let's like, kind of pull back and you don't have to overcook every single idea and you know add add so much flavor and so much sugar to something you know you can let something just be kind of for, I suppose for want of a better word kind of raw so yeah li listening back I, I sometimes feel it, it is a bit overcooked but there was there are definitely good songs like you know I don't know it's easy to sort of s slate what you've done as well in a way like it's hard to you'd have a weird relationship with it like I over, think over yeah time. like the the fact that it was a it was a fairly strange time for all of us like and I think when you listen to that listen back to that it kind of brings you back to that era and you're just like ah. Oh. Yeah. thought that was over and then like we're in about 2012 or 13 then like was that when you know you were kind of free of the label like uh was there any talk then of like fuck this we're not doing it anymore like a, or were you like man we have to do our own thing now you know we have to make a second album i think as soon as the the whole label thing was finished we were well up for just continuing completely up for it I think there was a time where um <clears throat> where we were still on the label and we were we were trying to get other s new songs up for a second album and there was a lot of it was really painful like trying to write a new album under a label cuz like even if there isn't if if there isn't like oh well it does hang together as an album like I think that that's why it 
when you know what the crack is from the first album like um and i think subconsciously everyone was was kind of struggling <laughs> struggling to kind of get on with just writing songs and you know the way we used to do it i think i think everyone starts to starts to question themselves a bit and like that's multiplied by five because there's five people and like everyone's sort of like ah, are we just doing it this way because you know it needs to be like something that you'd hear on radio or is that you know because that's what it's what's expected of us are we just doing it that way and like you can get into a spiral of sort of like oh well what's everyone else whatever what's everyone else thinking about it about this song and like what's everyone what where's everyone coming from and like it, it's really i think we always end up coming back to like fucking just forget any baggage and just jam and just make music and like that's always the moment of like oh yeah sure that's that's what's enjoyable yeah let's just do that and that's inevitably and like i really i have to say for like people who are able to balance that sense of like um i suppose pressure from from a, a label and the industry in general with their artistic um vision it, that, like that's impressive because i don't think we've ever been able to do that i think it's always been like sort of look it's like we can't be distracted by that stuff I, I, or we can't sort of seem to um uh, balance it you know it's it's sort of a bit it's always been a bit more all or nothing like just look just forget about anything else and let's just jam and just not we don't think about what it's going to be or who's going to like it or is anyone going to like it or it just doesn't matter when we come back to that that's always when we work best and when we have a laugh with it and when the results are best and i would say it's probably particularly with this album we were all just like yeah just whatever there was like and there was very even very little plan or very little you know thinking about how it was going to be and funnily enough i think it's the most cohesive thing that we've done yeah i think i think people would look at like um like we're we're gonna we're gonna keep going through the through the mid noughties now and come up to jason like uh vitreous does seem like it was uh a moment and it's an album that people often cite and i do think that like it was it it's kind of an album that i think kind of galvanized a lot of people in cork in particular like you had um like the likes of shaker him and altered hours and all of these different bands kind of coming out and like altered hours were in big skin as well with you guys there was another couple of acts i think in there as well like dan walsh and his uh various guises as well it's and it kind of like it it's not surprising but it's like interesting that i think they all cite you guys as influences as well i don't know if i don't know if you guys are like yeah we're, we're fucking great like you know <laughs> yeah but, yeah of course we are but, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. but it, must nah. be, it must be like nice to know that as well um yeah if if that is the case that that is very nice to know yeah um they're great bands like the altered hours are one of my favorite bands around here they're they're an amazing band and danny as well with like fixity and stuff like that it's great stuff um it is nice to know if that if that is the case yeah it's very nice to know they're just saying that we're we're yeah <laughs> then Probably the knives a little bit out. self-effacing so uh <laughs> that compliments don't go down well but did, but did it from did, waterford <laughs> did it feel like nice time back then though as well like five five years ago did it feel like geez all of these people are doing like amazing stuff and it's it's kind of great to be part of it oh yeah yeah it was great because like this 
yeah, the studio was a bit of a, a bit of a hub for sort of general stuff that's going on. And, um, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool to see what people were coming out with and, you know, you'd sort of, you'd go in there yourself and the lads might be in there jamming and you just hear what they're coming out with. And it's like, you know, that they're just coming up with it on the spot, like say like the altered hours or whatever. And it's like cool to just hear that and yeah to be sort of around that all the time it's it's inspiring like to because everyone's sort of in a similar boat or everyone's motivations seem to be um very similar like and everyone's just working hard to do the best stuff they can um so it was great it was a great time was there any like you know like showing them how how it's done or like showing them how it's okay to make the music for themselves sort of thing or were they all like you guys all know how to do this you know you don't need any tips or anything from us oh for, on our part giving anyone tips yeah. oh no no <laughs> Jesus, no. no like everyone does their own thing yeah i think so i think uh, like yeah i i think so and like yeah we're sort of happy to just sort of see what people come out with and i think yeah that like that period that you're talking about like it it did actually seem like it was the start of a um a fairly booming scene which is kind of at the moment like it's it's really buzzing around like there's lots of there's lots of different scenes kind of going on but like a lot of people switching between scenes and bands and there's a lot of good stuff going on at the moment and it seems to be that there's there's a good few venues popping up around the place and people kind of using places as venues and creatively you know like places like the roundy and stuff like that taking on bands that you know nowhere else would 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 put on like just for the sake of having good music on and um so yeah it does like i mean it seems like there's a great scene that kind of has continued on from around that time and 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 coming back to like O Emperor like Vitrius, did you ever work like it does sound I don't know, I think that's fair to say, isn't it? It sounds totally different to either thither. Um like were you ever worried like, man, we're gonna you know, we're gonna alienate a lot of our fans with this or like radio's gonna run away from us, us or something like that? Or were you like you know, fuck it, we're just doing it for ourselves now. Yeah. Well that like I was saying earlier, when when we eventually you know, when we eventually get round to the mindset of like, forget about anything. Let's just do whatever we want. I, and I know it sound, that sounds very indulgent, but like, obviously you're still going to be informed on some level by, you know, the who's going to be listening to it. But like, no, it, we there, was, there wasn't really any worry about it. And if anything, if anything, I think there's a part of us that's like, looks forward to people slating it because <laughs> i think i think i think it's quite possible that this uh, that jason could potentially get like totally slated from people from i don't know i think i think people will like it but i think there's it has the potential for people to go nah this is shite and like i'd really love to see what i'd i'd love to see what they say i'd like genuinely i'm kind of looking forward to seeing that's pretty much why we make music <laughs> just to see what the various different ways that people will abuse us yeah it's kind of interesting <laughs> Have you had any bad reviews, like any slating reviews? We definitely did. I I can't think of one, but there there definitely has been a couple. There was one guy. There was one guy in particular, actually, and I can't remember. But he he had a bit of a a thing for us. 
he was out to get us but I think he's since quit he was oh. like a blogger I think oh, I do you think remember I know. yeah 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 I won't mention his name but <laughs> hope it wasn't me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> bloody bloggers <laughs> their ideas um so let's talk about Jason who's Jason uh, <laughs> well there was yeah there was uh uh, a, a, a naming a naming session I suppose you could say it um, where we well basically things were very much coming down to the wire and we were like right we need a name and uh, there was some fairly typically outlandish and ridiculous suggestions um, and eventually yeah it's like we sort of just had the idea of giving like naming the album like giving the album a name like a it's, baby yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much like yeah exactly. it's like let's give give this the album we're like we're trying to name the album yeah let's give it a name it's named it's really stupid we've a ridiculous it's really stupid but i'm still getting a good laugh off it like every time i see it written down like it's just like so ridiculous yeah is naming an album or naming songs sometimes like is that the worst part of being in a band it's like oh god um i we we actually have a lot of fun with it like to be honest uh like th we have these we come up with like if someone if someone comes up with something we make like these lists of it. it's like yeah put that on the album title list and like you'd go through it and like some of them are most of the i'd say 80 percent are completely unusable probably more but like it's a good laugh going through that because like so you kind of have to go through the ridiculous ones to end up with like with this yeah that we ended up like jason is a, it's a little bit it's sort of silly but like it was we're happy with it but yeah no it's 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 is a good laugh and some of the some of the song titles for this were quite out, outlandish as well there was one of them's called bogey wonderland that was that was particularly that was that was that was a, a runner for album title at one point kind of glad it's not called bogey wonderland in hindsight imagine a child called bogey wonderland <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah such a strange child um yeah like for this album particularly we had we had a lot of fun with the names because like like we were saying the music was done first and the, the lyrics were kind of almost an afterthought so it felt like the titles didn't need to be anything to do with the lyrics. Like, I mean, some of them and some are, are instrumentals bit. also. Yeah, a lot so. of them are instrumental. So like instrumentals are a great crack to name because you can just name them whatever. So a lot of the titles are kind of phrases that have come up through our tenure <laughs> that have just been so ridiculous that they, they had to go now. They just had to be immortalized. And there is this kind of voice running through the album as well, this kind of like critic, kind of a blogger type uh, type voice. I think, yeah, it's a, it's the first song yeah. and it's like, an, it's kind of like a nod and a wink, I know it, at everybody who talks about music, you know? I think I'm starting to hate it, but I know I love it. <laughs> and then there's another part, I think it's in a later song and uh, it's just this guy just going, well, I know the lad's gonna get the recognition they deserve. <laughs> I keep forgetting that's even there. That was like those are fairly last minute additions actually, and it's really nice to to forget that they're there and then hear it and go, oh my god, we actually <laughs> left that in. Uh, yeah, the some of it's there, there's a combination of things. I think some people might recognise the some of it is sampled from somewhere. But I'm not going to say what, but uh, I think some people might might recognise it. 
uh, it's somebody somewhat well known. So I don't, I don't really, I don't think we can get sued for it. I kind of hope we don't get sued for it. Obviously, <laughs> let's just say not. But uh, so yeah, I won't draw too much attention to it. But it would be, I don't know, it'd be a good like good way to end on a high to get sued by somebody. Yeah. That's never happened. But Jason then, like, name, your name would be everywhere. You know, everyone yeah. would be yeah, waiting yeah. for another gig, and then yeah. you'd have to get back together. It'd and the be... guy, the guy who it is, he just—I feel like he'd be a funny guy to get sued. It'd by. Be very funny. <laughs> the state versus Jason. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you after where it's sampled from because it's funny. It's worth checking out. Actually, it's very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and then I don't think it is actually on the album, but it's something that like it's like a catchphrase. Uh, for like you guys and so many other bands that you are um like associated with like you still at the music sort of thing like that yeah. kind of idea is that something that's just persisted like throughout that it's just like oh geez lads still you're still plugging away at it are it's you a great hobby you have lads isn't it what do you what do you work as is that it like you're kind of like uh not disrespected but it's like it's not seen as a proper proper thing by so many people yeah um it's it's actually a funny funny one is one of the lads one of our friends in uh, Kerry they were, they were having a rehearsal out in their shed or whatever this was like when they were teenagers or whatever and some one of their other friends called to the door and the father answered he was like oh is 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 Billy here he's like yeah they're out they're out the back playing band <laughs> <laughs> playing band is a is an expression game. we've come to use yeah I don't know it's sort of yeah. Are you still at the music? Is a is a is a common common question, all right? But I don't know. I think it's taken in good faith, really. Like, yeah, it's kind of. I think people sort of assume you're sort of just having a laugh, like you know, and that it's nothing too serious. In fairness, you can't make any money out of it, so they have a point. Go and get a civil service job, like. <laughs> That's it's a good good advice there. It'd be handier. <laughs> this was something that I, I wanted to ask earlier but we kind of moved away from it is it harder to make music like in your in your 30s or whatever than it is in your 20s it's just like it's it's just so much harder to actually like get together be in a room set time out for it like do you are you kind of like not nostalgic for it but are you like geez it's so much easier and not better but so much easier when we were you def- definitely have, yeah more time for sure and actually as you said it I realized I think we only did I think we did this album in like three recording sessions I think because we'd have so little time that like the main body of it all those big jams that we did were it was over only three sessions like whereas yeah before we would have had like loads all the time in the world when we were in our 20s having all the time in the world is not a good thing either like yeah like we were saying things end up being polished and perfect and I think I think the fact that we don't have as much time is is beneficial to us in that like like with this album the fact that <clears throat> it was all off the cuff stuff means that harmony wise it can't be too it's not going to be intricate because you're doing it straight you know you're just following one or two people doing something so a lot of it is kind of two or three chords for most of the album like and it's kind of a lot based on groove and and that kind of thing like rather than harmony um like as in you don't have you don't have as much yeah we don't have as much time to work on stuff but but having loads of time to work on stuff yeah means you kind of can end up going down a certain path of like 
yeah you trust that everybody is you know everybody's playing well everybody's doing what they do and that's all you can hope for really mm. like, you, you don't know, have time you, yeah you, you on a practical level you can't deliberate too much and you can't like fall into that sort of hole of doubt about what you're doing or whatever you just you don't even have time so you just have to keep going and but like yeah i i mean it was it was definitely nice though yeah to have to have more time you know i mean and like i i would say i would look back and go jesus like if we had to just you know uh use that time maybe more when you when you see how fast you can get stuff done you do tend to look back and go my god we were doing nothing back then we could have got so much more done but i mean we still we did record a lot of stuff still you know i I suppose we were reasonably prolific at the same time like but um you look at bands like uh you know king gizzard king gizzard oh yeah yeah they put out like i don't know like like four or five albums a year or something like something crazy like that i don't know Laurie Shaw supporting you as well is like an album a week almost nice see like it's doable like that's the way it was done when recordings start you know like 60s or 70s like there'd be two or three albums a year it's doable like if you just get down and do it like um but yeah I think we were just we kind of the fact that we didn't have much time like there there's bits and pieces where even when you listen to it now you're like yeah that's a mistake but it's kind of like you know it's grand <laughs> um i I think it's great anyway like i'm not gonna i'm uh, like when you say you're expecting people to slate it i'm like man this album is so good uh, and it sounds really cohesive as well which like as i'm hearing you talk about it like kind of the way that it's almost like improvised in the studio and it kind of comes out of jam sessions i'm almost surprised like how well it does hang together as an album like i think that that's why it does sound cohesive is that previously like for previous albums someone one of us would would come up with a song main part of a song so there would have been some songs that are written by you know two or four of us or whatever separately which is going to mean that even though it's the same band playing on things and coming up with ideas and parts for things it still means that it came from one person and all the songs are going to be kind of a little bit different you know like style wise or whatever i think the fact that this is this is an album of just no preconception it's just literally go in i play the way i play he plays the way he plays and we play the way we all play together and there's no there's no kind of there's basically no thought involved in in kind of where it's going to go or what's going to happen it's all just in the moment and i think that's what makes it cohesive basically is that it it's just a band playing in a room and there's no there's not there's no one really overthinking anything Mm. and yeah and the same the, the exact same approach for the whole whole thing even down to just yeah like obviously how it was everything sounds because it was just set up in exactly the same fashion for everything whereas before we would have always tended towards like experimenting with everything experimenting with you know different configurations sound wise and stuff like that but this is like literally the same approach for everything and just done in a very short space of time so i think that probably lends itself to to the cohesiveness of it and you've three 
like final shows in uh dublin cork and waterford like have you have you practiced for them yet like do you know what uh what people can expect like from are you planning on playing like everything or are you uh yeah we've done we've done a couple of practices coming up to it so we've we've decided like like the last couple of shows we've been doing we've been doing kind of like i suppose most of the new ones like six or seven maybe of the new ones and um kind of a few of the older ones but i think we've been kind of leaving out some of the the very old ones the hitter theater ones so for this we've decided to do a a few of those greatest ones as hits well. yeah a bit of a greatest <laughs> hit uh, a greatest non-hit <laughs> did you pick them up straight away again or were you like geez how it's you funny know? actually like particularly the the hitter theater ones came back pretty fast without any 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 practice like i think that period we were gigging so much like it's muscle memory. burnt onto the brain <laughs> onto our souls um yeah so it's kind of a it'll be an overview of what we've done really are you, are you um like sad thinking about like the past or anything are you like oh, we're ha- happy out with what we've done like you know no no regrets i think i think you said no regrets yeah. earlier I mean, like you can always, you can definitely. I mean, hindsight's a great thing. There's certain aspects that you you do, you go back and say, you know, we shouldn't have done it X, Y, and Z this way or whatever. Um, but those like, are regrets. What's that? Those are regrets. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> do you want a list? <laughs> but like, but like you know, in terms of, but like that's that's just you know, that's human nature, I suppose. In terms of how you feel about it, it's like whatever. It's all it's all good, really, because you know at the end of the day the thing that kind of outlasts the project is whatever you put out whatever music you put out and we're happy with all of that essentially and you know we don't completely hate each other so that's a bonus you know there's it's it's pretty deep-seated but not complete we can still be in the same room together anyway so it's 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 okay just like a quick fire round like do you have any like favorite songs is there anything that jumps out as like really proud particularly <laughs> <laughs> they're all shite uh no i like i like i like girl that was that's off the new album i think that really ended up great i'm really I, happy with that i like uh lizard the ep that we put out after victories i thought that was um i was very happy with how that came out mm. it's a particular sound i suppose and it's not particularly our sound <laughs> But I I really like that that was that was the first kind of piece of work that we did that I I was I kind of thought was cohesive and sounded like a, a whole thing, um, but yeah that was just that's what I like in here. Uh, favorite show? Have you got like one standout standout gig or one like real highlight of a gig that you've uh, that you've done? I saw you supporting. Is it Beck in? Yeah, oh, that, that seems like it must have been a nice. That, that was, was great. great. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was so very good. enjoyable. He yeah. was unbelievable <clears throat> as well. Like it was. Yeah, it was so good. That was that was a bit of a standout actually. I His band were unbelievable. I yeah, I've never seen that and like it. They were amazing. Um, we met him as well briefly. He seems a little bit kind of, he seems kind of otherworldly or something. Might be the Scientology. Didn't, that, didn't, exactly. didn't ask him. Didn't ask him about the old Scientology. In touch yeah. with, he must be in touch with Zenu. <laughs> something like that uh yeah that was a standout there was like there's one electric picnic one that stands out actually that, 
that was it was like on a Sunday back back in the glory days back in the glory <laughs> uh, it was like yeah it was in one of the nice tents yeah that was good and then the year after we were we had a or, or two years after we had a significant bumping down to like one of the fucking awful stages that were where you're dragging dragging yeah yeah we couldn't believe it it's like we go up to the back of the stage in the van and like there's about like seven lads there lifting all the gear we're like what what are you doing it's like we're helping you with your gear it's like all right cool yes boy but then like yeah bumped down to fucking dragging keyboards through shite for a couple of miles like so yeah, yeah. so look it comes with the territory <laughs> Is that the worst? Is that the worst gig as well? I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on record right now. The worst I think I know gig, what you're gonna say. Worst gig that we ever played was. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm putting this out there. Fusion nightclub in Drogheda. <laughs> we played in Fusion nightclub in Drogheda, and like, if you're thinking that sounds like an unsuitable gig for us to be playing, you would be right. It was like, but we were we were offered a substantial sum for it, and we said we would do it. <laughs> When, when was this? Like, it was uh, like this is the glory days as well. This is back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe around 2010. But like, it wasn't worth it. It was. Oh, it was it terrible. Was really we were bad. playing before the nightclub, basically, and like people that were going to the nightclub were coming in by the end of the gig or whatever. And like, I I was in the middle of playing something, and someone some it was like a pub gig, basically. Some fella came up and he was like, yo, come here, come here. As I went over and he's like, do you play any Oasis? I was just like, okay. right, that's we, that. We knew, we knew it was going to be bad, but like. And then a girl asked really. me, do we do any Beyonce then after that as well? It's like, right. Yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty bad one. And so did you play any Oasis or Beyonce? Of course, <laughs> yeah. You have to keep the crowd happy. <laughs> uh, any, any other stuff you want to get off your chest about O Emperor before we, uh, before we finish up? It's sort of, sort of needless to say, we had last laugh kind of moments. <laughs> <laughs> and now on to liars. Uh, not really. Not particularly, no. I think yeah, we're all we're all pretty pretty happy with the way it has gone, and yeah, it's come to a natural conclusion, and we'll probably just we'll start again with a, you know, reunion we'll tours together next. again anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all of you are still making music, though, aren't you? Like, yeah. N- none of you are gonna be like selling my guitars, selling my, oh, sell, no. selling everything. I never <laughs> want to play it again. No, no, it's yeah. We're all still even yeah currently doing stuff. Like Phil is, he's pretty busy doing stuff with the bank and things like that. So there's always something on the cards. Like yeah. <laughs>